Welcome back to the Real Deal Brides podcast. I'm your host, Alessandra Macaluso, author of The Real Deal Bride of Bible. And I'm excited today to bring to you one of my favorite people, one of my favorite guests, Vinny Tortorich. How you doing, Vinny? Do, do you say that about everyone, Allie, when you get them on? <laughs> I don't. I don't. You are one of my favorite people because, <laughs> let me tell you why. Because we've never actually met in person. And right. I've been a guest for you a couple times. Um, Absolutely. But I feel like I know you very, very well. Like, I feel like you're you're like just another brother. It's weird. <laughs> well, we've been through pregnancies together. We've been through all of it together. Yes, yes. You know, exactly. um, you have, you were just telling me you, you're, you're, your kid is 18 months old now. Yeah. So, yeah. and, you know, I, I came to you, I started the the whole internet thing. And as your fans won't know, I, I know nothing about the computer, nor <laughs> do I ever claim to know anything about the computer. But I wrote a book a long time ago, um, and I had to figure out how to get popular, how, as they call it, how to get sexy on the Internet. <laughs> and uh, because no one wanted to put my book out, they said, great book, but no one knows who you are. You, you're, complete, you're outside of Hollywood, California, no one knows who I am. So... They said, go on the Internet and get famous. Literally, that's what they told me. people over at William Morris said, go over to the Internet and get famous. No big deal, right? Just go get famous. Yeah, just go get famous. Yeah, people do it every day, you know. And, and so I went on the Internet that night and I kind of Googled around because everyone knows how to use Google, including me. <laughs> and I started looking up viral videos. And at the time... There was a girl named Jenna Marbles. Do you remember that whole phenomenon? Yes, yes. She's a host now, right, on Sirius? Oh, is she? Yeah, she's got a radio show on Sirius, I think. Well, at the time, Jenna Marbles was the queen of the Internet. Mm -hmm. We're talking around 2008 or nine or something like that. And um, what she had done was she bought a bikini because she thought she was going to go to spring break. And it turns out she couldn't go to spring break for whatever odd reason. And um, so she stood, she sat on the end of her bed in her bikini and said, I'm making this video because I want someone to see me in the bikini I bought for spring break. I, I'm <laughs> paraphrasing, but wasn't that about it, Allie? Yeah. Yeah. And she just took off from there. She's, she's so funny. Yeah. It was like a bazillion downloads and, so I kept searching around and I saw where one guy got a squirrel to go, you know, surfboarding or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so I called my friend Dean Laurie, who's a big Hollywood producer who had written Fitness Confidential with me. That was never going to be made. And I said, Dean, I can't become famous on the Internet because unless I'm a hot chick in a bikini or unless I have enough duct tape to duct tape a squirrel to a surfboard, <laughs> We're done. There's no way for How do you compete a with guy that? that's about to turn 50 to become famous on the Internet. <laughs> and Dean said to me, well, OK, well, if you don't want to ever put the book out, I'm good with that. We, you know, let's just call it six months of you and I having fun sitting in a room writing a book. <laughs> and uh, that didn't sit well with me. No. So I was talking to my nephew the next day and I was telling him about Jenna Marbles and the squirrel and the duct tape. And he said, he goes, why don't you do a podcast? 
And I said, a pod what? What are you talking about? He goes, a podcast. And I said, well, what's a podcast? And my nephew said, well, I remember when I was a young kid, you were in New Orleans and you had uh, a very popular radio show. We, we would all sit around the radio in Donaldsonville, 65 miles away. And, you know, my grandmother, your mother, they were all so proud sitting around the radio going, oh, that's Vinny on the radio, you know, as Italians do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I was. I did have a really good show. Uh, that show had really high numbers and I was really good at it. Okay, great. <laughs> But what's the podcast again? And he goes, it's the same thing, but it's on it's on the computer. So instead of me trying to grasp what a podcast was, I decided to just do a podcast. Yeah. That's if a, that makes any sense. That's the best way to do it because then you do it your way and then you're not jaded by an idea of what you think it should be. You're just putting it out there. Exactly. And, you know, I went to a friend that I knew had some kind of recording equipment. I didn't realize you could just do it on your laptop because, as I've said, I don't really know anything about the digital world. So I went to a friend of mine, another Italian, Anna Vocino. I love Anna. I said, Anna, do, do you know how to do this? And she said, yes, but I won't do it. <laughs> so. I gave her the galleys of my book. She and her husband were going off to Hawaii for a trip. I said, here's the galleys. Just read this. And she called me two days into her vacation. And she said, oh, my God, I love the book. Whatever you want to do, I'm in. Yeah. And uh, the rest, as they say, is history. You know, I, I have a, a really good podcast. People seem to like it. Mm -hmm. We've been doing it for uh, coming up in five years. Well, I got to say, I understand why she felt that way after reading the book, because you and I connected when you were when you were getting the book out there. So I read it as a blogger and did a review on it. And at first I was like, OK, Fitness Confidential, you know, I'm, I'm into healthy living. You know, let me just see what this is all about. But I loved it because right from the beginning, I didn't really feel like I was reading a fitness book. Like I felt like I had so much insight to you as a person and I loved your whole approach because you completely cut through all the bullshit that is in any kind of diets and which by the way you know this is a wedding podcast as you know for people planning their weddings and that is a huge time like one of the top times in your life where you're trying to lose weight maybe or just get fit um, it's obviously really stressful because you have a lot of planning going on and everything so your approach to me simplified the whole entire diet world down in a way that I could understand it and process it and didn't make me feel like I had to adopt some bullshit crazy diet that I was going to need to spend all this time and money like your whole story in Fitness Confidential was so relatable and felt so doable you know what I mean well I you know I wasn't trying to put forth a diet or exercise program I was just trying to go look you know here we are we have more gyms more diet and exercise programs. We have CrossFit. We have, you name it, yeah. spinning classes, Insanity. Taekwondo. Yeah. Just go down the line. Jazzercise. And, and we have all of these fitness bars and all these fitness powders and potions and holding. Yet we're fatter than we've ever been in the history of man. Yeah. Um, you know, if you look back to, you know, to the three stooges, Curly used to be the fat one. By today's standards, he would be considered, you know, athletic. Right. <laughs> um, you know, but everyone is fat now. And, uh, you know, we have a problem. And the other thing I always say about brides, 
I bet you didn't know I had something to say about brides, but here goes. <laughs> um, when I first started going into people's homes 35 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, I would always see the wedding pictures on, somewhere like in the foyer or somewhere, you know, the wife and, and the husband on their wedding and on their honeymoon and the whole thing. And there were two things I noticed about women. When they got married, uh, they were as lean as any human being can ever be. Mm-hmm. And number two, they all had long hair. And the person in front of me looked more like Michael Moore. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like heavy set, a little jolly, and short haircut. And now the guys too, though, because the guys, same thing with the husbands. A lot of times you see a sleek, you know, more fit husband who maybe had a lot of time to work out and diet and do all those things. And then, you know, time goes on and maybe you have kids and, you know, priorities just fall to the wayside. Which is, again, another reason why I love your whole approach, because your approach is a lifestyle. It's not just, right. you know, it's not just like lose all the weight for the wedding. Like you're saying, you see the pictures and they're all slim and, you know, looking good. And they look completely like Michael Moore, <laughs> completely different, you know, is the person in front of you. But because they probably stopped the crazy diets or, you know, life gets in the way. But well, that, that's exactly what happened. By the way, if you hear a dog in the background, do you hear that? Is now that I do. Through? Yep, yep. <laughs> We want to cut it for a second because we're training a puppy. Oh, if you want to cut for a second. Okay. And Serena's probably coming home and the puppy is yap, yapping in the other room. Okay, sorry about that. We, we cut for a second because Serena and I are training a puppy for, um, for my stepdaughter to take to school. And we didn't want to send her up there with a dog that was going to pee and poop all over her, her apartment. So we're doing all the training, and when Serena drove in a few minutes ago, the puppy is in a crate and, and started yipping and yapping, and I knew it wouldn't stop until Serena actually came in the house. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're back, and I was talking about um, when you first, you know, for 35 years, I'd walk into people's homes, and you would see, you know, you, you would see the, you know, the, the wedding photos, the long hair and the whole thing. And then you would see the picture, and I, you know, I jokingly say they look like Michael Moore, um, because they they see you know the woman standing in front of me is now heavier, and she's cut all of her hair off, and um, and and you've made the point that well the husband's gaining weight too, yeah, but I'm not looking at the husband's that poor schmuck is off working, right? <laughs> right. So I'm just seeing the one who's in front of me, right? And. Um, and a lot of times they would point to that picture and go, I want to look like that again. And I would go, well, you can start growing your hair back. Um, <laughs> I, it's not because people get lazy. I think the haircut happens after you, you girls have um, babies because you don't have time anymore the mom cut. to do anything. You ever see that Is SNL? that about right? You ever see that SNL episode with the mom cut? <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, Vinny, it's <laughs> Did hilarious. They do a thing on that? The cut, the cut. And they're all encouraging her to chop her hair off because she had kids. It's hysterical. You need to watch it. <laughs> no, I, I will be looking it up as soon as the show's over with. Um, <laughs> but you're right, though. That's what it is because you, you need low maintenance. And a lot of times for a lot of people, that means, okay, well, I'm just going to chop my hair off. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is, you know, these mommies are telling me, well, the reason I've gained all this weight is because. You know, I take my kids to McDonald's and I eat some of the fries and I eat some of this. And it's like, well, first off, you're not going to get mommy of the year by taking your kid to McDonald's. <laughs> if you can hire me, you can certainly afford to feed your kid a good meal. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're not getting any points with me on the McDonald's thing. And when I say McDonald's, I mean 
Taco Bell and right any you know, place that you Subway drive and fill in the blank. Right. So don't tell me you can hire a high priced Beverly Hills trainer and you're taking your kids to McDonald's. It's not going to work. Not not for me. Mm. Uh, number two. No, when you got really thin for your wedding, you did some kind of calorie in, calorie out proposition. And that means you are basically starving yourself. And humans, we think we're the only animal that can starve and think it's a good day when we are hungry. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine a lion going to the lion den telling all of her cubs, hey, guess what? I didn't kill that gazelle today. We're going to starve tonight. Right. Yeah, That doesn't happen anywhere else in the animal kingdom other than when we think about losing weight for an event such as a wedding yeah. or anything else like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't mean to go off on a tangent, but yes, uh, that's, that's a real thing. Well, yeah. And you make a good point because I think that a wedding is a goal. And for, you know, a lot of us men, women, you know, we want to reach a goal. We want to look great. Who doesn't want to look great on their wedding day? You know, who doesn't want that picture on the wall where you look awesome and glamorous and all that? I mean, you want to look your best, but at the same time, you want to continue to the bottom line is this. I know this for myself. I've got two kids now. When you, it's not all about being, you know, vain, but what it is is that when you look good, you feel good. So you want right. to, you want to look good in, because you want to feel good every day. You know, like I'm a stay at home mom, but guess what? I want to do my makeup and do something at least a little bit every day because I, I, it makes me feel good. I'm not doing it for a person who I see on the street or even my husband. I love him, but really I'm doing it for me. I want to feel good. So, I want something that is not just, like you said, a sprint to the wedding day where you can starve yourself and not eat right and do things that are not healthy. I want to give myself and anybody listening a routine where they can actually make it something they can do every day and they don't have to stop doing, you know? Right. And, and, right. No, no, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, you know, uh, speaking of that, you know, I, I like that you, you said you do it for yourself. You wake up, you put a little makeup on you know, I, I see these because I basically work from home now a lot. So I see what's going on around my neighborhood. Yeah. And some of the stay-at-home moms, you know, I'll see them at 10 in the morning. I'll go out in between podcasts and this and that, or I'll walk around the front yard while I'm doing phone calls. You know, I have to do a lot of, uh, uh, what do you call that, calls when you have two and three people on it, you know, conference, conference calls. calls. And <laughs> yeah. So I, I'll go walk the dogs out front and the whole thing, and I'll see the neighbors and they're still in their night coats and this and that and the whole thing. It's like 10, 11 in the morning. And I'm thinking to myself, what are you doing with your life? You know, how about you get up, pretend you have a job, get up, make the bed, clean up, do something yeah. and get out. Go, go start a hobby. I don't care what that hobby is or go help someone right. do something. You know, you're not doing as a human being, you're not doing yourself any favors by hanging out like that half the day. Yeah. You know? And I'll tell you, it's 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 sad in a way because it re it's so easy to to have that happen because I I mean I don't know who your neighbors are but I know like just for me personally and when you have the kids it's hard because your chances are you're not sleeping right you know you're basically in survival mode especially if your kids are little you're you're up at the ass crack of dawn making lunches driving the kids to school doing all this crap and. It's hard to get motivated to do anything for yourself, you know, like the, like this morning, I'm trying just as a personal example, I'm trying to get to the point where I can get up before my kids and get a workout in. But I have a daughter who's three years old, three and a half, and she just, she's not sleeping in a crib anymore so she can get out of her bed, you know, whenever she damn well pleases. 
So um, she's coming out at like 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, and she doesn't understand why she should go back to bed for another hour. She wants to hang out. So, you know, this morning right. I'm like, okay, fine. If you really want to hang out and if I'm not going to get any more sleep, it's quarter to six, then I'm going in the bonus room and I'm going to do a yoga workout. If you want to come, you need to be quiet. Okay, mommy. You know, and she comes with me and she sits there and she's not quiet and she's in my grill and she wants to be on the yoga mat. You know, like it's it's so hard to just stay motivated because it never works out the way that you want. But again, like you're absolutely right though. Like you want to encourage people to do something, to get up, to get motivated, to put effort in because that makes you feel good, you know? And, and by the way, speaking, you mentioned sleep and that kind of stuck with me a, a minute ago. People ask me all the time, what's the most important thing, exercise or eating? And I go, sleep. (laughs) That wasn't even one of the options. You know, when you have the young ones, you, as you know, you don't get a whole lot of sleep. So it's important since that is not going to work for you for the first couple of years Mm -hmm. to make sure that you are exercising and to make sure that you're eating an optimal diet. At least you can get two of the three correct. Yes. Yeah, so, and whenever you can, whenever your husband can take them off your hands or this or that or the other thing, then try to get yourself some sleep. Go get yourself a massage if you can afford it. Do something for you. Yeah. Because relaxation means more than any of the other stuff, you know, put together. Yes. You know, and it can, so you can, very important. And you can easily fall into that hole where you just kind of keep your putting yourself putting yourself to the wayside and letting everybody else's needs kind of take over. But being that, you know, this show is for brides and grooms, people getting married, maybe, you know, if they're, if they're don't, if they don't have kids yet, um, you brought up a good point, and that's about people asking you about eating and exercising. So we'll get to number one. Sleep is obviously super important. But in terms of eating, you promote and what you're all about is NSNG, which is no sugar, no grains. And if you're listening, go over to vinnytortorich.com and you will see a full definition of exactly what that means. Vinny's got awesome information about there about what is NSNG, what are, what's considered sugar, what's considered sweeteners. The only answer I'm going to read off this page is what about quinoa? And your answer is fuck quinoa, which always makes me laugh. <laughs> but why don't you tell everybody listening a little bit about NSNG and how you feel about food in general? Yeah, oh, by the way, I learned about six or eight, maybe a year ago, I learned that I'm actually now in the Urban Dictionary for the term fuck quinoa. <laughs> um, you have T-shirts too, way, don't so, you? <laughs> you can buy that T-shirt at vinnychotteries.com. Yeah. Um, that thing sells like hotcakes. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it, it's as simple as people, they try to put me, They oh, are you like Atkins? Is this like ketosis or what, what are you doing? Is this low-carb, high-fat? Right. Yes and no. Is this paleo? I did paleo. How are you different? It's like I'm not really different. I'm telling people to cut out the two things that will make you fat, the two things that will cause inflammation mm-hmm. and cause most of the diseases that we, you know, we, we have so many diseases now that we have to roll them into something called metabolic syndrome. Okay. People with um, uh, fatty liver disease that used to be only alcoholics, um, people with, uh, uh, you know, inflammation and uh, colitis and all this stuff, mm-hmm. all of it happens uh, sleep apnea. You know, we have people sleeping with those oxygen masks on. Uh, yeah. you know, and that all comes from all the grains we're eating. It, it literally, we're killing ourselves with those heart healthy, and I'm doing air quotes right now, folks. Right. Those heart healthy grains are literally killing you. Uh, if you could get away from grains altogether and get away from sugar. Now, what does that mean? When it comes to sugar, 
I think there's 60 different ways people can hide sugar in a product. And I do these consults every day. It makes me crazy. Yeah. They'll say, well, I don't eat any sugars. And and then they'll tell me when when I I go through their diet, they'll say, I'll say, well, you just told me you had vinaigrette. Yeah, it's it's vinaigrette. It's oil and vinaigrette. No, no, no. Every vinaigrette, whether they make it in a restaurant or whether it's commercially available, it's all full of high fructose corn syrup. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, um, the same with, oh, no, I use creamy ranch. It's high fat. You like high fat. Yeah, it, there's high fructose corn syrup in all of those, too. Yeah. And I don't care what douche-style Whole Foods or Sprouts you go to, the ones, you know, by Amy's and all these different companies, it's all the same thing. They're all full of crap, yeah. every single one of them. Um, back in the, the late 1800s, or mid-1800s, when uh, President Lincoln was running the country, uh, the average American ate about four pounds of sugar per person per year. Four pounds. Per year. By definition, the average American now eats over 200 pounds of sugar per person per year. Oh, God. So if you do the math on 365 days a year, that's about, uh, you know, every day you're putting uh, two-thirds of a pound of sugar in your body every single day. Insane. You know, without even trying. Insane. That's without dessert, by the way. Oh, God. You know? Seems impossible, but look, I mean, you go to Whole not Whole Foods, you go to like Starbucks. You know, you think of Starbucks as being a coffee shop, but it's not. Starbucks is the third largest fast food restaurant in the country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, fast food restaurant. So when you got McDonald's, you got all this. Yeah, Starbucks, number three. So they're not serving coffee. They're serving dessert. And yeah. people start having that dessert in the morning. It's crazy. It is crazy. And you're right. You bring up a really good point about all the different ways that it's hidden. And it's sad because it's it's like you really I, – I feel and I've always said lately, you know, you know that uh, I co-authored a, a baby food cookbook. And the whole – it's called yeah. What a Good Eater. And the whole point of that is to get your kids off at a good start like right from the get-go, like right from when they're babies. Like don't even give them the shit first. Like let's put them – let's have them eating like real whole foods from the beginning. And I learned so much writing that book. And it's, it's almost like you, you feel like you need a degree just to read labels because it's, it's screwed up how easily they can hide sugar. And if you're not used to looking for the language, you won't even know how much sugar you're ingesting on a daily basis. Like you said, even in your morning coffee and you're not even thinking about it and you're just getting your Starbucks, but you just ingested like 50% of your daily sugar, you know? If you go to – I'll, I'll do this for, for your audience right now. If you go to vinnytotaris.com and look under what is NSNG, and then I have words for sugar. And we have this really smart woman. She's a registered uh, uh, RN and uh, Nicole Racine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to run through a quick list of things that mean sugar when you look at them on label. Mm-hmm. Agave nectar, barley malt syrup, beet sugar, brown rice syrup, brown sugar, cane crystals, cane Juice crystals, cane sugar, coconut sugar, or coconut palm sugar, corn sugar, corn sweetener, corn syrup, or corn syrup solids, dehydrated cane juice, dextrin, dextrose, evaporated cane juice, fructose, fruit juice concentrate, fruit juice sweeteners, glucose, high fructose corn syrup, honey, invert sugar, lactose, maltodextrin, malt syrup, maltose, maple syrup, molasses, palm sugar, raw sugar, rice syrup, sucralose, sacralose. Uh, one I can't pronounce, sucrose, <laughs> syrup, Jesus. Uh, treacle, turbinado sugar, 
xylose. And by the way, add to that anytime you see anything like paste, if it says like uh, uh, something paste or you know, fruit juice, da-da-da, you can also add to that anytime you see sweetened with dates. If it says zero sugar and then you see concentrated dates mm -hmm. and the list goes on we need to re-up this list oh god you know we you know, right there that's at least I, I just went through it like 50 of them yeah but there's probably another 20 or 30 that they're doing now um so yeah we just put at vinnytartarace.com we just put all this stuff out there for free because you know i make a, a pretty good living i i do all this just to help people. Mm -hmm. I figure people are eventually going to buy my book and this and that and the whole thing. So, And I have Pure Vitamin Club, so I do well in life. Mm -hmm. So everything at VinnyTotteries.com is free to the public. Just go there. I have nothing to sell. There will never be a pop-up. No. There's no funneling. We're not trying to funnel you into doing something weird. Mm -mm. Um, basically, all I advertise is, is my sponsors to my podcast um, and wherever I'm going to be appearing next. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah. I've, I've been on your podcast, which is very, I mean, it's there's so much valuable free information that you're just giving away. And again, that's another one of the reasons why I loved your book, because you, you are, you don't have a hidden agenda. You know, this is just you and your story and your, the hard road that you've come, you know, to get where you are. And I know you and I, I know you just want, you want to help people. Um for for brides listening, grooms listening, you know, people getting married, we know now the horrible sugars and all the crap that's out there. Um, I know, though, that you are very successful. You're very fit. What is a diet for you like? Uh, breakfast is just, for all intent and purposes, eggs every morning. I usually have two or three eggs, and then I'll put an extra yolk or two in that. Mm -hmm. uh, usually I cook it in either uh, a good grass-fed butter or coconut oil. Mm -hmm. um, once or twice a week, I will cut the eggs down to two eggs, but then I'll have a couple, two or three strips of bacon. Uh, I don't use commercially available bacon like Oscar Mayer or any of that stuff. Uh, I go down to a butcher. I tell people if you want to eat right, it doesn't cost that much more to go fall in love with your butcher. I agree. And get the good stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, Ali, I think that's an Italian thing. Yeah. Um, and I think the Jews are that way, too. The Jews and the Italians, you know, we fall in love with our butchers. Yeah. And we just get the good stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's what breakfast looks like. Um, lunch can be anything from, um, you know, that's when the veggies start coming into play. Uh, by the way, every now and then I'll have an avocado for breakfast and do avocado and olive oil and that kind of thing. Yeah. Lunch can be anything from a homemade antipasto, which could be anything from, you know, some chunks of cheese, real cheese, none of the craft crap, mm -hmm. um, some cold cuts, uh, some fresh olives, some avocado. Sometimes I will do sardines or um, anchovies with that. Uh, other times I will have um, a grass-fed hamburger or something of that nature. Other times there's a Mexican restaurant where I'll go and they will do a chili relleno for me where they, they'll just grill it with no you know grains on it or anything and put some cheese on it mm -hmm. and then throw a bunch of shrimp on top. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what lunch normally looks like for me. Um, if I'm on the road and there, you know I have to eat something like that, uh, it, it's, it's usually something like uh, – what's that fast food place now um, with the burritos? Uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I think McDonald's bought them up or whatever. Um, 
Maybe, I don't know if we have it Ch- here. Chipotle. Oh, you Chipotle. Know, I might go to Chipotle yes, yes, and yes. just have them give me some pulled pork or whatever and that kind of thing yeah. and some vegetables. Yeah, Chipotle's pretty but good ch- like that. Say again? Ch- Chipotle is pretty good. You can pick out exactly what you want. And, yeah, yeah, I like Chipotle. Just get some veggies and some meat and have them throw some guacamole on top. Yeah. But, you know, that that's on a, the rare occasion. Dinner is always either fish or uh, beef or pork. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's usually a big salad. Um, we, all, we always do a couple of veggies with dinner. Broccoli is a big favorite. Cauliflower is a big favorite. Brussels sprouts. As a matter of fact, uh, Serena did a bunch of Brussels sprouts last night. We have some left over. Mm. And they're always better the second night. Oh, they are. So I love Brussels sprouts. Yeah. yeah. They're so good. So one of the, one of the things that I noticed for me, because I don't know if I told you this, but my youngest son, my, my son, Ciro, um, he has a huge sensitivity to dairy. So, um, and because I'm nursing him, he, I can't have it either because, you know, obviously he's getting what I get. So we had to cut out dairy to his diet. Basically he's, he's pretty much NSNG, but minus the dairy. So he, he likes his veggies. Um, but one of the things I noticed with both of my kids, since we started eating more of, of the diet that you mentioned, you know, no processed foods, that kind of thing. We're, we're snack, we're eating more. Like, I feel like we're burning through food quicker because we are eating whole foods, you know, non-processed foods. Yeah. So in terms of yeah. snacks, like what, you know, what kind of snacks do you recommend? Yeah, you know, snacks get a little tough when you're eating like this because, one, you know, I'm a guy that can eat cheese. Yeah. Uh, some people can't lose weight on cheese because cheese has lactose, mm-hmm. which is also sugar. Um, usually they have trouble losing weight drinking milk, but usually cheese and, and butter and and high, you know, high, you know, heavy whipping cream in your coffee and all that is fine. Right. Um, but but as far as snacks go, you know, people say, well, what, what do I give my kids? It's like olives. And I go, olives, olives. I went, yeah, when I was a kid, we got olives. <laughs> yeah, what, you me know, too. You, you could teach your kid to love olives. Right. And, um, you know, the occasional fruit, mm-hmm. stick with berries if you can. Cherries are good for kids. Uh, apples, pears, things like that. You want to stay away from the bananas and the pineapple and all that. Yeah. Um, because the tropical fruit has so much more sugar. Um, if you're going to give your kid a grain, like a bread, you're going to you know, put peanut butter on it, it but, but they don't need the jelly. Jelly is nothing but just sugar. concentrated sugar. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, you, you know, if you want to give them peanut butter, and I realize most schools will tell you don't send your kid to school if, it, if your kid even thought about a peanut oh, at yeah. all or if they ever did a report on um, uh, George Washington Carver, he, they can't come to school for two weeks because the guy <laughs> knew what to do with a peanut. Right. You know, you know uh, yeah, we have that problem in the world today. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, nuts are good. Uh, nut butters, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Okay, good. So it's more just about, like, I like to keep it simple, and I know that you do too. So like, if I buy something, I look at the ingredient list, and if, if it's a long ingredient list off the bat, I know that it's not good for me. You know, I know that I shouldn't be getting it. I try to just keep things as whole whole foods as possible, not the store, but, you know, whole foods, actual whole foods. So, and again, if, if you're listening and you're getting married and you're looking to fit into your dress, you can start this process now. I think that most people would be amazed at how much you can lose just switching your diet, even without exercise, just changing the way that you're eating. Am I right? We see people, you know, ever since I started this project online several years back, look, I I can see my clients and, you know, 
when you're dealing in Hollywood, you're taking a size four and trying to make them a size two, and you're taking a t- size two and trying to make them a zero. But when I started doing this, you know, kind of wholesale for the whole world, mm-hmm. you know, when you start getting the cards and letters six months later, a year later, and these people are telling you, you know, this is going to sound douchey, but you saved my life, and they send you the pictures of the before and afters and the whole thing. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, I kind of did this as an experiment, but here we go. Look at this, you know. I got to tell you, I, I was telling you earlier that um, I have a neighbor up the street who I was out walking my, with my kids the other day, and he I saw him outside, and he, his name's Kevin, and he said, hey, Allie. He said, hey, I heard you on Vinny's podcast. He had heard me when I was a guest on your show. And I was like, oh, no way. He said, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Vinny. And I'm looking at him and I'm thinking to myself, God, he looks different. He lost like 20 pounds just reading your book and after becoming a fan of yours. It's like insane. He he looked like almost like a different person. I was like, holy shit, you know? And he said, yeah, I, I started following Vinny. I read his book and, you know, I lost, I dropped 20 pounds in like a, in a short amount of time. But again, it's not a fad diet kind of thing. Like it's a lifestyle and it's one that is, I feel like it's all encompassing because it makes you look good. Yeah. But it also makes you feel good and you can keep sustaining that, you know? But it was, it was yeah, just so know, funny. I, I, I love when I hear those stories, you know, um, because this whole thing kind of happened slowly, you know, the water kept rising around me. And, mm-hmm. you know, Serena even says, you know, she goes, you know, when we go out for dinner, you know, because what the audience needs to know is um, my better half, um, fairly famous actress. Um, she was a Bond girl. And once you're a Bond girl, you're a Bond girl for life. Right. <laughs> and they go off to conventions and sign autographs and get paid a lot of money to do so. And now we, we go out together and, people are coming up to say hi to me and it's really weird you know it's, <laughs> it's like you realize she's a pond girl right i mean you right. should be saying hi to her not me and it, it kind of freaks us out a little bit uh, as a matter of fact um we we uh went to dinner somewhere uh, a few weeks ago and uh the fish i ordered came with fries and i said look just hold the fries but they don't listen. They, they they put the fries on the plate anyway or whatever. I don't know what they did. And it turns out that one of the line cooks in the back was a big fan of the show and the whole thing. And he saw that there were fries going out on my plate. He, the guy was like looking at my plate, right? <laughs> he knew. He was like, no, that's yeah, wrong. <laughs> and he was watching from the kitchen to see if I was going to eat the fries. Of course, <laughs> I, I, I don't eat fries. And the only reason I knew about it was because he tweeted about it later that day. He goes, hey, man, you were in my restaurant tonight, and I noticed you ordered the fries. I was like, no, I asked for something else. I told him to put some veggies on there, but they gave him the fries anyway. Oh, that's funny. He goes, but I noticed when it came back to the kitchen, you hadn't touched the fries. (laughs) Am I really living in some kind of alternate universe now that I can't go out to dinner without worrying about what people might think. You know, it's it's kind of weird. Oh, that's funny. That is funny, though. <laughs> he was watching you. He's probably hoping he could catch you eating fries or something and be some kind of scandal. <laughs> yeah, and, and, but no, I told him, I, I said, look, we frequent that restaurant quite often. Yeah. Next time we come in, come, come on out and say hi. I'd love to meet you. You know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> I don't bite. So, you know, I love to meet fans. Now, Serena, you and Serena are not married, right? No, not 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 legally. No, but you've been no. together for a long time. Uh, ten plus years. Ten plus. Okay. So, yeah. are you happily not married? Are you thinking about it? Are you just you know? Is that not on the radar? Well, it's a sore subject. Um, we're never going to have kids. We're older. We were older when we met. 
Um, you know, at first my thought was, well, you know, you don't want to intermingle, you know, uh, finances and the whole thing, but that's all intermingled now anyway. And uh, I just don't see at our age what that does. Now, I do know that she won't. You know, she would like that. Mm-hmm. And obviously I love her. And, you know, at some point I may have to get over my big bad self and <laughs> oh, you know, just go sign this outdated contract. <laughs> and I know saying that on a show where you talk about weddings that women no. are, he's an asshole. And no, he, no, no, no. Listen, if you're listening you to know, my show. It's just, it's an outdated, it, it was a financial contract from a gazillion years ago. And I get it. It's supposed to be romantic and the whole thing. And, and you know, we do a lot of romantic things together. We go off on weekends together and, you know, we're good to each other. And Mm -hmm. I'm not sure is I got to figure out a meaning to it. And I just don't have a meaning to why we should have this contract. Well, listen, and if, if you're listening, anyone listening to my show that has found me and has read my book knows that I don't really care about the traditional aspect of it. My whole thing is, you need to do it your way. You need to not get caught up in the, in the traditional aspects of it. So maybe there is no reason to in your in your eyes. You know, it just may not be the right thing. But if it is the right thing, like you said, you will find your meaning to do it. You know, but yeah, it should... it, look, it, it's symbolism. Look, you know, I have a lot of friends who are gay, and you know, they couldn't get married, and it meant a lot to them to have that right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, I, I would think about them. It's like, am, am I squandering something that they so desperately want? Yeah. Um, and as I would tell Andy, guys, be careful for what you ask for. You know? <laughs> right. But, you know, at the end, you, you at might the end, be able to do it one day and then you're not going to want to do that. You like, you know? Oh, shit. No, <laughs> I think I think at the end of the day, it's more about the, the being equal and being able to if you want it to. You know, but you said what I feel too, at the end of the day, it is just a piece of paper. Really, it's it's the basis of your relationship that matters. And that doesn't matter if you're married or not, I feel. You know, if you if it's yeah. important to you, then do it. If it's not important to you and you already have everything that you need commingled, like you said, like your finances and maybe even kids or whatever the case may be, and you don't feel like you're lacking anything, then th- there's no need for it. There's nothing set in stone that says you have to do it, you know? Yeah, I think a lot of traditions as we knew it growing up, I'm older than you, but, you know, it was all about get married, have kids and all thing. And right. I, I never wanted to have my own kids as much as I love kids. And uh, mm. I've been in Tallulah's life for 10 years. Uh, she was eight or nine when I when I met Serena. And now she's a sophomore in college. And uh, wow. You know, it's like having my own kid, and and I get along great. Her dad has actually been. People get weirded out by our relationship because her dad is now the attorney for my company. Oh, get out! Her dad and I, we go, we do things together. We go to car shows, and we we go eat out together and stuff like that. Uh, that's and he's so been awesome. On vacation Vinny. with us. Get out! You know? That's so cool. I love hearing that. Yeah, I love hearing stuff like that. Yeah, he's a good guy. Scott's a good guy. And um, we all get along. We laugh together and, uh, you know, that sort of thing. As a matter of fact, I, you know, I bought a new sports car, you know, a couple of months back. And before I came home, I went straight to Scott's house, oh, you know, that's <laughs> and cool. gave him a spin. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Well, you know what? You're a cool guy. You know, you are you're you're a good guy. And I'm sure that, and that's so you know what? That's so great for Tallulah that she grows up like that, you know? Yeah, I think it is. You know, she has two dads. She has the cool dad, 
that would be me <laughs> in my mind. And then she has her dad, dad. And, um, yeah. you know, I'm not like a holiday dad. I don't just, you know, go do all the fun stuff. You know, there's, uh, you know, a lot of times there's discipline when Serena and I had to, you know, come together and, and, you know, have a united front along with Scott. And, uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, it, it's all that stuff. You know, if you do it right, it can work, Yeah. but you have to, you have to, put all of your stuff aside and look at the kid and go, okay, we're, we're cooked, but we don't want this kid to be screwed up. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And you know what? A lot of people listening are doing exactly that. They're, they are, you know, marrying or, or they're heavily involved with somebody that has a child that's not theirs. So this is relatable. I'm sure to people listening because it's true. Like any, even without the, the, piece of paper that says that you're married, you're still melding families together and there's a lot of trickiness involved there. Yeah. Well, you also have any, um, your pure vitamin club, which I think you briefly mentioned before, but tell me a little bit more about that because I like the idea of the subscription and my husband actually does it pure vitamin club. Yeah. You know, after, you know, I, I talk about it in my book, uh, so I'll have to let the audience in on this. Um, I, I came very close to dying of, of leukemia and uh, that was kind of the impetus of writing the book and putting all my stuff out there for free. And um, I, after cancer, I started looking at everything because I was like, how can a guy who spends his whole life exercising and eating right? And I started looking at everything. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I would look at would be my vitamins. And I kept seeing the same thing appearing over and over. Uh, the first thing I noticed was titanium dioxide. Mm-hmm. So since we have a little something called Google, you can just put titanium dioxide into Google. And I realized that it shouldn't be in vitamins. Uh, they use it to whiten paint. Um, they use it as a, a chemical whitener. And um, I also learned from Google that it um, it causes uh, colon cancer, even in nanoparticles. So if you just get small amounts of this stuff, it's, it's, it's deadly. And... Uh, then I started looking at magnesium stearate. At first I went, oh, it's just another form of magnesium, like magnesium carbonate or right. magnesium citrate. But magnesium stearate literally blocks the absorption of other nutrients. So the vitamin you're taking that you want to have it absorb, you're actually having it flush right through your body. That's why your pee can look a fluorescent color mm. when you take their vitamins. Um, and, and, you know, I went down all these other rabbit holes. You know, why is silica in there? Silica is sand. There's nothing. Well, they put it in there as a filler. And there's all these excipients and flow agents and all this stuff. So I started looking around going, I wonder if I can make a bespoke vitamin for myself. Mm-hmm. And turns out I could, but I would have to order minimum 10, 15,000 bottles. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they would go bad. So I said, you know, I have pretty much a nice size audience. Maybe I can make vitamins for myself and then just sell the rest of them to my audience. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll buy it and I'll be able to make the world's best vitamin, number one. Number two, sell it at a cheap price to where everyone will buy them. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I made the Toyota of vitamins. I came up with mm-hmm. a Rolls Royce of a vitamin <laughs> and I sell it for a Toyota price <clears throat> and I barely make a dime on them. But I do make the world's best vitamins. I'm not saying that to get anyone to go buy them. I don't care if you buy them or not. And then to make it easier, because the one thing I realized is people forget to do things. Mm -hmm. Like they'll run out of their vitamin. You run out of toothpaste and, you know, you'll go buy another tube. 
but you run out of vitamins, it could be a month or two months before you go, oh, yeah, I got to go get vitamins again. Right. So I set up a thing where it's very inexpensive. Anyone can afford it. It's, it's 10 bucks a month if you do the math. And uh, they show up. They just show up. I mean, your husband does it. They just automatically show up, right? Yep. You don't even have to think about it, which is basically yeah. my kind of thing these days. <laughs> the more automated, yeah, it, the better. Every third month, you, you get a three-month supply all at once. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you do the math, it's like 30 bucks a month. Yeah. Uh, 10 bucks a month. Three months is like 30 bucks. And uh, we were – I'm as shocked as anyone that the company really took off. Uh, it does really well. Uh, we have two products out. We have a third product coming out because I learned because I, I go take blood tests all the time for my cancer. Mm -hmm. And I realized that uh, my body doesn't absorb B12 with all the meat I eat and everything oh, wow. else. And, of course, vegans, they, they don't get B12 at all because right. they don't eat meat. Yeah. And as it turns out, it's something that absorbs in our small intestines. And uh, there's a certain portion of the population that can't, you know, can't absorb it. So. The only two ways to get it is through taking an injection or to do it sublingually, meaning putting something under your tongue. Mm -hmm. And everything on the market had, you know, sugar hooked to it and everything else. Yeah. So, again, revolutionized the vitamin world and came up with – as a matter of fact, I had to buy equipment for the company that makes my vitamins because there was nothing that existed. We had to make equipment in order to make my sublingual. Um, it's going to be a one of a kind. It's coming out in about a month. Wow. And uh, very exciting. We've been working on a sublingual probably 18 months, I'm guessing. Wow. Um, but yeah, so your husband's going to have to get that. Um, yeah. And we have some other surprises coming from purevitaminclub.com. But uh, you guys go check that out. Uh, we have great customer service. If anything happens, you call Andy. He picks up the phone himself. Mm. And people are shocked by that because they hear Andy on the podcast and then He's he picks up the phone and, and they go, oh, my God, it's it's actually Andy yeah. from the podcast. You know, and <laughs> you know, it's, so it's kind of all good fun and we're having a great time with it. Well, it's refreshing because it really is maddening how much crap is allowed. Even how as some, when I started learning about food and all this, you know, um, still, you know, titanium dioxide and all that junk that's in there, it almost makes you crazy that it's even allowed in the first place. So the fact that once, once your eyes are open to it, like that all this shit is just leaking into our foods and, you know, with no problem, it, it makes you like, you can't unknow that kind of thing. So I feel like, you know, with your vitamins in particular, because Greg, when Greg and I first started dating, he was just interested in, in building muscle and looking good. You know, he wasn't really interested in the health aspect right. of it. You know, we were younger whatever. We didn't have to think about that yet or so we thought. So he wasn't thinking about that. And when we, you know, moved in together, I just remember looking at that cabinet and just being like, what is this shit? Like creatine and all this garbage powders. And, you know, he had vitamins, but I couldn't even, I can't even remember the name of whatever it was he was taking, but it was just pure shit. And once I started, you know, learning more and then I would tell him like, did you know what this is? Like, did you know, look at this gigantic list in tiny font. Like, do you even know what this is? And then we went like ingredient by ingredient one night and he was just disgusted. You know, he was like, I can't even believe this is allowed. So, um, you know, none of that is in, I know that none of that's in pure vitamin cause I know that you did your research and I know that you make a good product. So definitely check that out. Again, that's another piece of it that you can sustain for the long run. So, 
I'm going to let you go because I know that you're a busy man, Vinny. But um, basically, go over to VinnyTortorich.com. Check out all the information that he gives away for free on that site. Definitely listen to his podcast. And if you're looking for something that can make you look good, feel good, and actually keep you looking good and feeling good after the wedding, you definitely want to be a fan of Vinny's. Allie, thanks for having me on. Um, Whenever you want me on, I'm available. Uh, We should do another show with you on my show. Uh, hit me up to do that next week. We gotta, we'll put you on to the Saturday show to see if we can't get more people paying attention to what you're doing over there. Um, and uh, let's see if we can keep the ball rolling. Awesome. Sounds good. Mm-hmm.